Nationwide, the non-religious population is both the fastest growing and the most despised. I ask all of you, why is that? Why are we hated when we endorse non-violence, incite no racism or hatred, and demand nothing more than equal treatment? I'll tell you why. It's easy to hate what you don't know and that theists don't know us. Well, actually they do know us, but they don't know they know us because most atheists in this country are closeted. Bigotry is born of ignorance, but ignorance can't be cured. If the atheists weren't closeted, it'd be harder to hate us, because in the end, you can't hate what you already love. David Silverman, and today's his 48th birthday, by the way, too. Happy birthday, David. Happy birthday, and a great fucking quote. That was brilliant. Yeah, and this is the Godless Revolution. Yay. Oh, there's that, too. And we have a special guest. Who's that? <laughs> Connie Arnast is here today. Almost. My name's Connie Annis. Annis. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not related to Jennifer Aniston, but if you remember her last name, that's how you pronounce mine. Annis. Okay. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so, so why did we bring you here? Because I'm awesome. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm pretty awesome. Why did we bring you here? Like, yeah, that's you a would, weird like you would know way that. to put her on the spot. I that's don't, like I don't saying, know. That's like me saying, say knock knock. <laughs> right. right. I'm afraid. I'm very afraid. So Connie is the is it executive director. I of am. T? Yes. And what is T? T is Transgender Education Advocates of Utah. We are a 501c3 nonprofit in the state of Utah, and we dedicate ourselves exclusively to education surrounding um, transgender issues, advocacy for the trans community, mm-hmm. um, and basically, you know, serving serving that that portion of the LGBT community that, that seems to be the most marginalized. How big is the trans community here in Utah? Uh, you know, it's really, it's kind of hard to say because, you know, the definition of transgender is actually kind of an umbrella term and it incorporates a lot of different aspects of gender variance. Um, I can say from our Facebook page alone, we have, um, we have our main page and we have two affiliate pages and the population there is about 1,500, so active and out uh, trans people. A lot of people who have transitioned in their lives from one gender to another or realize their, 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 their true gender um, actually stay closeted. And for a, lot, for, you know, for a lot of them, they don't feel the need to, um, to be more out about that, that part of their lives. Sure. So it's really hard to get a solid number. You know, you hear, you know, the, the 10% rule for, for lesbians and gays and bisexuals, you know, one in 10 or one in eight yeah. uh, mm. is, is lesbian, gay or, or bisexual. It's, it's a little bit harder to nail down uh, transgender individuals in that yeah. way. Right. So I think this is wonderful. I, I, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, I want <laughs> Matt's making fun of me because I was a little bit away from the microphone. Um, I, I I really, really appreciate you coming on. Um, I've known Connie for many, many years now. Many moons. Um, I think I was 17 or 18 when I first met you. Yeah, so, that's about right. So a little over 20 yeah. years. Which is funny because oh. Connie doesn't look old enough to have known Dan back oh. when he was 20. <laughs> he gets a gold star for the day. 
<laughs> He's just being nice because I brought gifts. And yes, she did. Do you want to tell him what, what gifts I brought for you Dan today? A little bit. She brought us some yeah, lovely t-shirts. We got, we got T t-shirts. Yes. Not just t-shirts, but T t-shirts. So it's it's the T logo on the front, and then on the back it says "Not Your Mama's Tea Party." That's right. We right. had the name before they did. Right. And when, <laughs> so... I, when I first saw it, I was very confused. <laughs> I was appreciative, but. Probably never going to wear it. Right. But then when I realized what it actually meant, I was to find to wear that. I when I introduced myself, appreciate as, that very much. You're welcome. You're welcome. When I introduce introduce myself as the executive director of T of Utah, I usually get a you know a double take. Mm-hmm. It's like T of Utah. What does that mean? I'm like, no, I'm not one of those. Well, and also since Mormons don't drink tea usually anyway, so that's kind of, there's, a, there's a whole confusion thing there. Sure, you bet. Tea of Utah, is that a thing? Like, wow. there's tea in Utah? The Queen's tea? The Queen's tea is awesome. Tea. They are actually one of our um, our loyalist uh, contributor, contributors to our to our fundraisers. So nice. shout out to, to Michael and Seth. They're awesome. I like those guys. They're How can they find awesome. you? I, you mentioned the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. You want to just plug it real quick? How can they find you? Like- sure. Um, we have our own web our own webpage, which is www.teaofutah, T-E-A, O-F-U-T-A-H dot org and T of Utah on Facebook. If you, if you uh, just uh, search for T of Utah, you'll come up with a couple of places. We have a page and we have a group um, that you can join as well. And um, you can connect with me on email, Connie at T of Utah dot org. And we will, you know, we do a lot of uh, educational uh, classes for businesses who are wanting to be more trans inclusive. Mm-hmm. So we'll go out to a business. We'll take a look at their their HR, their policies and procedures. Suggest ways to be more inclusive. Um, actually, do things called Trans One Hundred and One, teaching what that means. What what does it mean to be a transgender person, and and how can you be a better ally, and and those kinds of things. What so, a great idea! Yeah. yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah it's one of one. Like I mean, just like what Ryan was saying with the opening quote from Silverman. I mean, the edu- education, you know, is one of the most important things to to quell bigotry. Yeah, you know, just understanding. Mm-hmm. I think is is at the the foundation of which I acceptance. still see a problem with here in Utah. Is even sure. even once they you know they know the person, they love the person, the person comes out to them, it's like, well, get lost. Right. Yeah, but I mean, I, it's I tend to see somewhere. that happen. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. going to start somewhere. I mean, just mm-hmm. I mean, we see yeah. the same problem with atheism here too. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, that's I think that's I think that's great. Yeah. So yeah. what kind of stuff do you guys do for as far as getting the word out about uh, the transgender community or sure. holding fundraisers? Or- oh my gosh, we have we have so much so many things that we do. Um, I think that T of Utah is best well known as the group that puts on uh, November twentieth. We hold an event for Transgender Day of Remembrance, and oh. last year uh, was the I believe it was the 15th anniversary nationwide. And it's a day where, you know, it started very organically and very small. And it was basically a group of people who were starting to track how many people that uh, were killed mm-hmm. for, for because, being transgender. Right. Yeah, right. right. And um, it has grown to where every state and in many countries, this is an event. I hate to use the word holiday because it's not really a holiday, but it's remembrance. A, a, a remembrance, mm-hmm. right? And um, I, I'm happy to say that the 
Um, Atheists of Utah has been on board and supported Mm -hmm. uh, TDOR for, gosh, what, the past three years. Mm -hmm. Um, Dan has been a speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it, we read the names of those that we've lost and we, we use the term loss, but really those who were taken from us yeah, in sure. very violent ways. Sure. And that's, and that's, that's part of the reason why we have these memorials is that we don't really get to grieve properly the vast amounts of people that die. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of reason for that is because they're mis. Excuse me, misreported, misrepresented, um, underreported. Underreported. There's some countries that won't even release any of their their uh, numbers Mm -hmm. because they are afraid of nobody traveling to that country and then losing money. And there are no gays or transgender people in Iran or Iraq. Right? Of course not. Absolutely not. And this is this is the the day where uh, people will have like a paragraph or something, a story about uh, one of these deaths and they go to the microphone and read that. Is that, am I getting that right? Well, that I, I ultimately, something yeah. About yeah. That. yeah. You know, that's what I would love to have I happen. Think it was you. Yeah. yeah. I think it was you that was talking about that on, yeah. like well, on so, episode one or two, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So typically, and, and I don't mean to, go right ahead. to explain how it goes from, from the pro here, but um, last year, I think last year's event was, was my favorite. Um, it was great that it wasn't in a church, first of all. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. In, in mm-hmm. you know, just my my own bias thrown in there. Um, but I know that's been an issue for a lot of other people in the trans right. community. Um, and so I spoke. So Atheists of Utah had had supported uh, T Door for the last three years. I spoke at the first two. Grant wrote a fantastic speech that I delivered at the first one, and it was good enough that I thought. I need to deliver this again, so I did it the second year also. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year I didn't speak, but I did read um, some of the names of the people who were killed. And, man, what a heart-wrenching just – I was okay. I think I read mm-hmm. I think I read two names first, got back in line. And, and you know, it's there, there's a bunch of different people walking up to the microphone with a list. You know, they've, they've each got a couple cards with names and, and kind of the background on how the person was killed. And I think I read two or three, and I was okay. And then I got to the one where it was, I think it was an 18-year-old uh, trans woman mm-hmm. who was beheaded and then put in a dumpster. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I kind of lost it reading that. Yeah. One. Yeah. And a lot of, if I, if I had the ability to tell everyone's story at a TDOR, mm-hmm. um, it would be amazing. But the fact is, there are so many deaths, we don't oh, have yeah. the time. Can we you don't can you give us one? Let's let's No, I I I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, I know I'm not but, trying to be funny. I just no. I want I want to make sure that people really get the message here. Like Absolutely. You know, we've got we've got a fair amount of listeners and and mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of our friends on Facebook are activists oh, yeah. for something or another mm-hmm. and they can handle it. I mean, but mm-hmm. we want to bring attention to it. Sure. I mean, if you could The the vast majority of deaths are as a result mostly in foreign countries of religious persecution. Mm-hmm. Um here in America I would say probably 90% are very close upfront physical violence. We're talking stabbings, mm, beheadings, very personal. hangings, yeah. shootings. Um, this isn't something that, oh, I'm just going to shoot this guy. Mm. This is a matter of yeah. I know you and I don't like the fact that you yeah, are yeah. this. Of someone being brutalized. Absolutely. Of, yeah. Tortured. Being treated as tortured yeah, set on there. fire. Yeah. I think the one that you were talking about um, – 
Dan was an individual back east whose friends, quote unquote, air quotes, uh, <laughs> whose friends led him into a basement and and tortured him, hung him, um, a number of different things before beheading him and throwing his body into a dumpster. Just like just like it was garbage, yeah. right? Right. Just- Wow. And this, there's two or three individuals doing this, so it's not a matter of right, one person right. just losing their shit. Right. It's, it's three it's, guys going out saying, exactly. "You know what? This exactly. is a, I won't stand for this. Yeah. We're going right. to get rid of right. the conspiracy." Of, I think, yeah. I think the one that really brought it home in a way that I hadn't ever dreamed of before, and you know, I've heard many stories, but I think the one it was two years ago, Dan, where uh, I believe it was a 16 month old boy was beaten to death by his stepfather because he walked too much like a girl. (laughs) I don't know about you, but at that age, (laughs) (laughs) you walk like a child. You you walk like a baby. There is, he wasn't man enough. And we, we take that as very much gender bias, whether or not the child was transgender or not, right. it was that transgender hatred right. oh, yeah. that right. was there right. that, that prompted this man to do uh, this. And, you know, it it absolutely boggles my mind. Yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah, it's horrible. Um, so, uh, any of our friends that are not sympathetic to this, I think, I think most of the listeners we have are, mm-hmm. if you're not Go ahead and get on Facebook and unfriend us now, um, <laughs> because I'll I'll find out and we'll do it later. It's not a big deal, but like this is serious stuff. I mean, this mm-hmm. is a sixteenth sixteen month old child. Yeah. It's a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so and we I just try to I've raise been, the awareness. Of I've been really disappointed bit. by a couple of members in the Atheist of Utah Facebook group. Sure, over yeah. the over a couple of years, I think I've seen two instances of 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 two different people who have since either been booted or have left the group, but who were just Hugely ignorant, asinine fucktards <laughs> spouting hate about mm-hmm. yeah. trans people. That, yep. I mean, it was obvious they, they A, don't know anything about the trans community, have never met a trans person, or don't know that they've met a trans exactly. person. Right. right. And, and I mean, just vile fucking things that they were oh, saying yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I try to take those opportunities where I can to find out really what is the root of this. Why, why does what some somebody have in their pants really concern you all that much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you afraid that people are not being honest about who they are in your estimation? Is this what do you have a trust issue going on with this? Because really we're talking about people that are, that are coming into their own in a way that's profoundly different than a sexual orientation. Sure, it yeah. is, it is, fundamentally who a human being is Mm -hmm. and to to persecute or to physically harm somebody for doing that makes absolutely no sense to me and why the fuck would you care what business is it of yours identifies Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like i like that story with that uh i want to say the boy was or there was a girl that was six years old and she kept telling her parents, "Go, I'm a boy. I'm a boy. I'm a uh-huh. boy." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they said, "Okay, let's treat him like a boy now." Mm-hmm. And the kid was happy. They said he was no longer depressed. And he was having an awesome time. Mm-hmm. But then he you know, wasn't in school, acting out in school anymore. Yeah, he was happy with himself, and he's mm-hmm. like, "I am a boy." Yeah, that's right. And I mean, at that young age, when the child is coming out saying that, it's like they aren't taught that you sure right what it is, and they're just saying, you know, 
I don't feel right. Mm-hmm. Something's mm-hmm. not right here. Something's mm-hmm. wrong. Right. Yep. And, and uh, what a lot of people don't know is that, and this is this is kind of some of the stuff that we get into with our trans 101s, is that we talk about the gendering of a child upon birth. And that when we're looking at a child when they're first newly born, we're looking for the happy parts that yep. we would typically expect on a baby. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time... Um, the statistics vary. Um, my board president, Candace Metzler, who's amazeballs, uh, would have this <laughs> at the top of her head. But I want to say it would, it's one in 18 births that the genitalia is, is ambiguous. Okay. It's a br- big question mark. And it used to be that doctors would force the parents to choose at that mm-hmm. moment, is this child going to be a boy or it's going to be a girl? Yeah. There's actually... Uh, measurements that is taken of the of the clitoris to determine whether or not it's long enough to be a penis or short enough to be a clitoris. Mm. So you're, I mean, we're talking millimeters here yeah, yeah, yeah. of determining someone's gender. And to me, it's still millimeters for some of us. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, to me, you know, it's it's kind of hard because. You're trying to make it a decision of for a child who can't speak for themselves. Yeah, yeah right. And then you're turning around and you're – For in, their life. For their life, for yeah. For their life. And in well, some and cases doing surgeries. Oh, yeah. So there, yeah. there's now there's a mutilation. Yep, and yep. I use that term mutilation yep. because the child cannot speak for themselves. Absolutely. Yes. Well, and I've wondered too Absolutely. in cases like that, I mean, is it mm-hmm. possible that the doctors could determine if the child has a uterus or – you know, you know what I mean. Like, Absolutely. it's not just external, right? Right. That, that right. they would be looking. It's going to be the right? hormonal yeah. when they get older. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and in, yeah. in right. fact, one of one of my very first and brain chemistry, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And one of my very first um, exposures in the trans community was a friend of mine who was raised as a female. Um, upon transition and upon surgery, discovered that he had one testicle undistended mm-hmm. and one ovary. Hmm. Wow. So, wow. you know, two spirit. Yeah. And so you're talking, you're yeah. talking the, the, the range of, oh, yeah. of, uh, how do I want of to put it? Of God's weird creations. Yeah, it's, we, we, we have such a spectrum of <laughs> right. what our happy, happy places can look like and be like that truly the only measure of gender is what's between your ears, not bet- what's between yeah. your, between your legs. Right. And yeah. I had actually heard, I, it was a while ago, I think I talked about it before, where hospitals are going away from that practice now mm-hmm. of deciding yes. on an assignment right then and there. They wait till mm-hmm. the child is older to decide, hey, this yeah. is And that's which way due to a leaning. lot of this education that yep. we're doing. Yep. And, and hopefully the more education that we do, the more commonplace it is for parents that have a child that may have ambiguous genitalia to name their child a gender-neutral name mm-hmm. that can be used for either gender, and then just... Let the child be yeah. what the child is until the child says, hey, I'm a girl or I'm a boy yeah. or I don't know. Or you just watch the way they mm-hmm. interact, the way, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? They're going to yeah. show signs or, you know, even mm-hmm. tell you, hey, you know, I, I don't want to wear girls' clothes. I'm a boy. Yeah. Right. Or, hey, well, so I don't want to wear boys' clothes. I'm a girl. And I, you know, so. Ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Connie. Um, and so, you know, along with that education piece, you know, the TDOR, that's a huge education piece, too, because – you know, we try to reach out to 
not just like-minded people like like Dan and, and people in um, the atheists and the gay communities and things like that. We try to go above and beyond and, uh, sure. and beyond the box. Mm-hmm. Last year, our focus was on law enforcement, which is a really t- touchy mm, issue. Yeah. We had um, Chief Burbank was one of our keynote speakers. Mm. Um, we had... I think he did a great job, too. He did a really good job. Uh, We had um, law enforcement officers reading names. And I know, and I know for myself, my first TDOR before I was even involved in T of Utah, I... I thought I got it. I kind of thought I knew what I was doing. And and I went up and the very first name that I read changed my life. Mm. And I want, I wanted them to have that same experience. Yeah. You know, they weren't just filling out a report on somebody who was attacked. This, this person no longer is. It's no longer just, yeah, yeah, it's no longer just a name on a paper. Right. It's, it's, they can, they can identify with that person a lot more. And another element that is unique to Utah, um, I do a lot of other nonprofit work. Um, one of the other, um, charities that, that is near and dear to my heart is the, uh, Veterans of Foreign Wars. Mm -hmm. And I serve as a state chaplain for, um, the Ladies Auxiliary. And we incorporated an element that, um, the VFW does during, during some of their celebration, which is the missing man table. And we took that concept and we thought, well, we're, we're marking those people who were killed due to violence or medical neglect. What about the ones that take their own lives that yeah. we will never know? Yeah, right. And so we literally put a table up for them with a chair that they will never sit in, a cup they will never drink from. You know, those kinds of things. And we've incorporated that into, into our TDOR. A lot of people have said that that's one of the more poignant parts of TDOR is recognizing mm-hmm. that it's not just violence done to people. It's also the taking of their own lives. Because of verbal abuse. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Treating them in a way that a human being just should not be treated. Yeah. Right. According to um, the Transgender Law Center, about 80% of transgender individuals experience verbal abuse during their lives. 64 experience physical abuse. Well, and we're not just talking about general verbal abuse, like, hey, you fucking dipshit, whatever. It's it's specifically targeting their trans nature. Right. Right. That's a great point, too, because, you know, a lot of times going through school and stuff, there's a lot of just bullshitting that goes yeah. on. Like, well, I get know, bullied all the time too. Yeah. Right, right, right. But no, this is this is very specific this and is, very personal. Yeah, you know, and, and, and forgive and, and intentionally nasty. Forgive my language, but this is what they hear: "You fucking tranny, you are going to die." Yeah, yeah. this is what yeah, they hear. Yeah, yeah. If somebody were to say something like that to me, I would. Fear. Well, but but here's know, the problem: <laughs> they fucking do kill them. Right. Yeah. It happens. That's right. not a veil threat. That's yeah. that's for real. Right. There's real fear right. there. Right. And so, I, education is the only way to battle this, and that's why yeah. we do I what mean, we that's, do. Yeah. Um, another thing that that T of Utah does, what I'm very proud of, is uh, for the past year, this is our third um, event that we're doing. We're doing an LGBTQ job fair yep. because obviously the state of Utah. Um, has an issue with anti-discrimination. What? Uh, <laughs> they don't want to pass the legislation. Yeah, well, so <laughs> we have sought out employers who have their own anti-discrimination policies within their HR, and uh, yeah. they are supportive and they offer benefits. And so we're bringing them all together and saying, hey, you know, come down and apply with these these companies. They will support you and they will support your family. And the the great part about that is that these employers get great employees because yeah, when you right. treat someone 
as a human being (laughs) and, you know, you want them to succeed, you've got a loyal employee. And where that employee knows that they're welcome and will be treated fairly. You don't fear the stigma Mm -hmm. from other employees. The thing about Utah discrimination, too, is that, like, I'm a white straight male. But I'm not rich and Republican, so still <laughs> I'm still in that. You know, now, I'm not saying I'm. I'm not trying to play like I'm in the discriminated sure. group, but I'm just saying those are all that you have to be: rich, white, Republican, male, straight. All, you know, I mean, it's really Mormon. Really Mormon. Spe- Mormon. Yeah. yeah, it's really specific. <laughs> so absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm always surprised at how many. Uh, businesses we have here locally in Utah who are trans affirming. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like, amazing. The, the number of businesses is, is wonderful. It's yeah. growing. And so, you know, we're, we're solution-based programming. We want to do stuff that that's really going to make an impact in a, in a transgender person's life. And if you consider that between 20 to 35% of a, of the trans population in Utah is homeless at any given time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, luckily we, we try to take care of our own in a way. And I say, I say our own, I'm not transgender. I know that sounds strange. I'm leading a transgender organization, but I'm not trans. Um, but they're, they're my peeps. Yeah. My people. Okay. Yeah. Um, no. But you know, a lot of couch surfing, a lot of, you know, community situations taking care of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but between 20 and 35% mm. have experienced homelessness. And no. that's because of their inability to, to be in a job that respects who they are yeah. and, you know, employers that, Oh, you're transitioning. Um, suddenly we have, you know, uh, a need Just to get rid of you. Cutbacks, yeah. And Yeah. Now, aren't I thought I was the housing in Utah? Like, if you are, have a rental property or own an apartment complex, you can still discriminate and yep, kick yep. someone out for being transgender or just even being or gay. gay. Or yeah. gay, yes. Even Which less is, than that. When I was trying to get a place uh, with my girlfriend, he, oh. He, they, oh, yeah. yeah, they asked about that, and he's sorry, we don't rent to people who are just shacking up. Yeah. Right. That was the oh, yeah. response, and I wanted to just fucking bitch the guy out on the flight. Like, mm-hmm. Dude, I don't, I don't. That's like when you made all your Mormon rules, like it's like it's like when the kids on the playground, you show up late and they're like, oh, don't step on that floor. It's lava. Like I wasn't here when you made all those rules. So I'm not a part of that. I wasn't aware I applied for BYU housing here. What? What? Yeah. And the funny thing is that fucking bastard, like we've been there for a year and a half, never been late ever. And he missed out on all of that because he's a douche. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean. But but that's a really minor. Yeah. But you still see that you'll see ads. For like rental properties, saying, uh, you know, must be a temple worthy Mormon in yeah, order to yeah, rent yeah. this property. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's like, um, where's this whole? As if that somehow makes them a better fucking person. Yeah. In no, their minds, it does. Right. So, uh, but I think, I think everybody that listens to this podcast is pretty well aware that we're LGBTQ com- uh, friendly, supportive. Mm-hmm. If you're not, they ought to be. I mean, if, yeah, if they've yeah, listened no, to it, any have, bit of the show, however many times. We've covered <laughs> if you're not, let me take you to lunch, right? Because yeah. I really have some information to throw down. Or any of the four of us sitting here, but yeah. I mean, I'm I'm fine to you. Just you can. We'll let you go. No problem. But uh, the 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 difference though about Connie uh, with Godless Revolution is that she's actually a reverend. I am indeed, and that's that's I think the, the kind of the interesting. Counterpoint. We haven't really had that before, so uh, we have a theist on the we show. Have a theist oh on the God. show. <laughs> I am, um, but it's interesting. Um, let me tell you a little bit about why I am a reverend. Sure. 
I have a dear darling friend who was getting married. And she and her husband were theists, but they didn't have a church that they belonged to. And so they sought out a reverend to perform their wedding. And they had a reverend that said, oh, yes, I will keep God out of it. It'll just be a, a secular service. And she's, my friend was, great, that's exactly what I want. Because when we find a church that we both want to raise our family in, we'll have our marriage blessed. And the day came, and she's gorgeous, and he's handsome, and the reverend is up there, God this, Jesus that. Ugh. Now, That happened if, to me at my, at my first wedding. Yeah. Now, if that was something she wanted, balls to the wall. Go for it. But it wasn't what she wanted, and I was so angry. As a person who was raised Greek Orthodox, which essentially is more Catholic than Catholic, um, you know, that's, that's our like, Catholic yeah, better than your that's, Catholic. <laughs> that's like Catholic on steroids. It is. It is. Um, and went to Evangelical Bible School. It made me mad. It made me very mad. Um, so I went online and did my research, and I became an ordained minister because my belief was no one should have a wedding a blessing, a funeral, whatever it is that they don't want. Through which uh, service or church did you receive your ordination? Universal Life Monastery. Ah. And I chose them specifically for two reasons. One reason is that their creed was, do that which is right. I can get behind that. Yeah. And they sued the state of Utah. Nice. To be recognized. Uh, the state of Utah was not recognizing ordinations from Universal Life Church, so they took them to court. Nice. And they won. And the basis Actually, was, yeah, they're yeah. they're the group that who mm-hmm. they are the group responsible for Utah now uh, viewing a wide range of of ministry and ordinations. Absolutely. And I and I, you know, they're part of the basis. Part of the argument was, you know, the state of Utah says, well, these these ministers that are going online, they have no formal ecumenical training they haven't been to any seminaries you can't prove their knowledge that kind of thing well they turned it around and said yeah. and neither can your elders no and yeah. neither can your bishops right. no the mormon church is entirely you, a lay ministry and you right. can't pick and choose to say this religion is valid right. this yeah. one is right. this That's one right. is this That's one right. isn't first right. amendment yeah, and so i got behind that yeah. them 100 percent. and through that um I've always been fascinated by religion. I've been fascinated by where it comes from, why people in different parts of the world believe the way they believe. And, you know, I've been able to meet a lot of different people. I've been marrying people for seven years, um, meshing backgrounds, meshing belief systems, creating something unique, um, serving the atheist community. I'm very proud of that. Uh, that no, God doesn't have to be part of yeah. your your wedding ceremony, um, and it can still be beautiful. And not imposing what I believe on anybody else. When that's really, and that's why I'm also a sustaining member of Atheists of Utah. Mm. I yes. absolutely believe in separation of church and state, um, and I will fight to the death for that. And you do you do believe in God? Yes. I'm evolving. That is that is my that is my mantra. Um, so you're on the dry I land, but you still have flippers. A little bit. I'm on. Uh, you know the whole waffling fence thing. Um, I have no proof that there is an afterlife. I have no proof that there is a God. Of course, sure. I have nothing concrete that I can give to you that says that this is true. Mm-hmm. I think that the Bible is. Um, pretty messed up. Mm-hmm. 
I think it's a book that was written by a bunch of men. Misogynist. Um, mm-hmm. That has little to do with how we should live our daily lives. Mm-hmm. I think the Ten Commandments are, you know, they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. For the most part. I would, like, yeah. I would argue three of them. Don't kill I, people. Don't lie. Sure. You know, just eh. We can skip don't, that one. Yeah, that could be a, that's, I'm but, just telling for myself. <laughs> right, yeah, right. For that's, myself. that's what you're here for. That's why we'll, yeah. we'll just pass um, that one. Yeah. Um, and Jesus, um, I think that if he really did exist, was you know not a too bad a guy. I think he had his really crappy moments, just like everybody else. Okay. Um, but I really, in, I really subscribe to uh, the one commandment that Jesus gave, and that would have been... Um, do unto others essentially. Okay, the golden rule. Uh-huh. Yeah, what what you do to, to the either, yeah. But, what yeah. what do you do to the lesser of me? You do unto me, and okay. mm-hmm. um, I I feel that way. You know, in in the work that I do. What yeah, with, what you with, do unto the least what, of these, my brethren, you do unto me. That's yeah. right. So when someone is picking on my trans brothers and sisters, sure, I take that very personally. Sure. When you're taking when you when you're when you're discriminating discriminating against women of color. Um, Right. When you discrimination, general, or, or, or color it, in general, yeah, yeah. Um, anything uh, uh, in the minority or the disenfranchised, yep. I take that very personally. Yeah, okay. And so, for for me, I like to learn about religion. I like to believe that there is an afterlife. Mm-hmm. I like to believe that my parents are still looking at me and pretty proud of what what sure. they see. Sure, um, but I have no proof. Okay. So is that where you're teetering on the fence, just the the afterlife portion of it, or is it um, a belief in a heaven and a hell type thing a little bit, or is it? Yeah, and I think that that stems a lot from the fact that I was raised Greek Orthodox. Sure, sure. And yeah. it's very much ingrained, oh, and yeah. I absolutely adore the church. Um, that's when I say the church, that's the church I mean. I love the ceremony. I feel yeah. very, when I go into a Greek Orthodox church, I feel at home. Mm-hmm. The smells, the sights. This is what I was raised with, and it's a comfort. It, it thing is and very a, much and a ritualistic thing. Absolutely, yeah. okay. and um, so I'll. Uh, it, this isn't exactly a hard hitting podcast by any means, um, but uh, I'd like to pose the question: Why to some of those things? Okay. You, you've got kind of a fuzzy, sort of nebulous view of some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. More of a but, deistic, but you're still clinging to some rituals and some mm-hmm. wishful thinking as far as I can see. Sure. And so we'll get to that in a minute, but let's hit some games. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cliffhanger. <laughs> We're going to slip into that a little bit later. Right. Well, and I don't want to blindside you either. No, so, you know, I'm good. Way. Let's play some games. Let's play some games. All right. What do, we, what do we got up for the first and game? Then, and then after games, I want, I want to ask you a whole lot more about trans issues and, and stuff. I, right. Okay. I, I, yeah, let's <clears> dig into that. Yeah. Cause I, I, I was, you know, I, I know there are people out there who have a ton of questions mm-hmm. about okay. the trans community and, mm-hmm. and you know, even, even just insofar as the language that they use when speaking about the trans community and stuff right. like that. So okay. we'll get back to that after yes. games. Very good. Okay. Um, I've got a lot of who said it's. Okay. And I've got, I've got, actually, I've got quite a few answers for Are we resetting well, so. our, our Ryan eyes? I, th- I think, I think we're resetting. We're resetting. I got my ass whooped last yeah. week. Sarah kicked our asses. Sarah, yeah, she did. Sarah kicked both your asses. Yeah. Yeah. I'm horrible with okay. like remembering names. Like I went to the doc today because my back's all jacked up. Mm-hmm. And I text Emily because she's in North Carolina right now. I was like, yeah, I was at the chiropractor. She's like, what was his name? I'm like, 
I forgot. Doctor. Doctor. That's actually what I text. I text to her, doctor. She's like, doctor what? And I'm like, I don't remember. He told me his name. And 10 seconds later, I forgot it. I'm like, I'm horrible with names. Doctor white coat? <laughs> he was wearing a blue coat. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> All right. This game's called Who Said It? Um, the rules of this game are I'm going to provide a quote from this less than obscure person. <laughs> right, they're, 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 they're all they're all very well known. Okay, nobody nobody here is going to be surprised by any of these answers. Um, so I'll provide. We won't it. hear the name and go. Who the fuck is that? No, no. Well, no. Except you guys did that a little <clears throat> bit with Richard Feynman last week, which I was shocked by. But no, that's, I knew, that's okay. Yeah. No, that's okay. I was Sorry. thinking in my head, that one of the most Isn't important there a scientific minds to like help, like O.J. Simpson or something. Is that fine? That was gold? Mark Furman, and Furman. he was a police officer that was super racist. That was anti. Yeah, that 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 was not the same thing. No, this is a this is a. I'm uh, talking on my ass there. Yeah. Go ahead. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So this game goes. I will provide a quote from said person, and then there will be three clues available um, to guess to help. Uh, guess who this person is, and then also there will be, I have works from this person could be books, movies, TV shows, whatever they've produced. So if from the quote you think you can get it in three clues, you will say three. If you think you can get it, <laughs> if you think you can name the person and some and some of their works from the quote, you'll say like negative one. If I can name the person and the quote or and the uh, one of their works, does that make sense? Yeah, I think I got it. Okay, Makes I'm sense. not going to be answering any of these. I'm sure. <laughs> no, this, this I'm first, not Sarah, and I'm not Sarah. She's and the rock star. You, and if you say this first three, one's pretty easy, and it passes to me. I can say two, or gotcha. or he can tell you go to, ahead to, to name it. Okay, yeah, he can challenge you to name it. Let's see what we can do. Okay, so who are we starting with? Tell which us way, his name. Which way are we going? Um, I, I was hoping you'd get him to say the name of the. We will. <laughs> let's start. Well, let's go this way. Ryan, Connie, oh, and all right, because Ryan got his ass handed to him last week. I thought our guests went first. <laughs> All right, here's the quote. Fuck. I'm an atheist, but I'm very relaxed about it. I don't preach my atheism, but I have a huge amount of respect for people like Richard Dawkins who do. Three clues. I had a thought off the bat, but I, I'm, I'm fairly sure it's not right because he never actually says he's an atheist. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to I'm gonna have to go with the three right off the bat. have to go with three. That's a good opening bid. All right, Ryan says three. You can you can challenge him to name it, and I give him three clues, or you can go with two clues if you think you can if you think you can get it in that. I don't think I can get it. Damn it! Do you think you can? How about I could get it in one clue, but it's, it's not my it's, turn it's to Connie's, yeah. Connie's bid. Yeah, I I have an idea, but I don't want to. Okay, so do you want to tell him three, or do you want to? You try can either. For two? You can either. I'll try for two. Okay, okay. all right. So now <laughs> that it's on, means it goes to Dan. He can say. Now one. it's on Dan. <laughs> You've got to either say one or name it, and she gets two clues. I'm going to say one. <gasps> interesting. Very interesting. All right, Ryan. Go for it. Okay. All right. If I get it wrong, you get a point anyways. <laughs> uh, okay. I'll read it again. I'm an atheist, but I'm very relaxed about it. I don't preach my atheism, but I have a huge amount of respect for people like Richard Dawkins who do. Clue. One clue for Dan. Born July 23rd, 1989, Fulham, United Kingdom. I'm going to say Daniel Radcliffe. You are correct. That's a noodle for Dan. Boom! We do noodles instead of points for the Flying Spaghetti Monster. 
Uh, he, wasn't even, he wasn't even on my, on my radar. I'm thinking like famous people who I, yeah, is, I, are on correct. the wall. How did you, how did you pull that out? Don't really mm-hmm. the, the age? Right, right. Well, I had, I had heard that quote several times in the past mm-hmm. year and knew, okay, I, I, I had a pretty good idea that it was an actor. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, then the date of birth kind of gave it away. Date and place of birth gave it away. The other two clues were um, MTV uh, Movie Award for Best On-Screen Duo. And then... Hogwarts. That clue, helped clue number three was education, Sussex House School, City of London School, and I wrote in parentheses Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> Which Dan, would, you are the obviously man. would have given that away. And so, so, and after the clue, Very I was good. like, okay, I know who it is, but what the fuck is his name? Like, yep. real quick, that Harry, little flash in Harry my mind Potter. of what Harry is his Potter. real name? Yeah. Yep. Very good, Dan. All right. Uh, do you want to chat a little bit more? Do we want to. Do another one of these? What do you want? Do one more right away. You guys want to do another? Yeah. Okay. Do another one. Actually, do that. You know, it's funny as I've I've watched posts in Atheists of Utah. I'm surprised at some of the people that are you know celebrities that are coming out with with their atheism. I thought I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, Another who said it? Three clues. Um. To me first. We'll start with Connie. Yeah, we'll go this way now. Um, and the quote is We shall never know all the good that a simple smile can do. Three clues and three works if you wanted to go negative. <laughs> I have no clue. Um, I'll take three clues. Good bid. Ryan, you're up. I'll say, oh, uh, Crack between a rock and a hard place in my mind. <laughs> I'm the hard place. You are. <laughs> I thought so you were. I, I, I thought you were trapped between, between a rock and Afghanistan. Well, I, I was at one point, but now I'm out of there. That's behind me. Well, if I say two, Dan can tell me go ahead and answer it. Uh-huh. Uh But do it. But if I make you say it and you get it wrong, I get a point. You get the point. The noodle. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> now he's, yeah. So now it's, so do I so now it's how much does Connie know? And say, <laughs> Connie, go ahead and answer it, because you gave the same look I did going, I don't know who the fuck said that. All right. So it's to Connie with three clues? Is it, yes. is it, is it a name it to Connie? It's a name yep. it to me. And you, have th- you get three clues? Um, yes, I do. Okay. Here's I'm going to qu- Here's the quote again. Okay. We shall never know all the good that a simple smile can do. Clue number one. Born August 26, 1910. Skopje, Macedonia. <laughs> Clue I thought n- said we even know these people. Clue number two, no spouse. Clue, okay. Clue number three, died September 5, 1997, Kolkata, India. Holy fuck. Mother easy. Teresa? Mother Teresa. Noodles to Connie. Very oh, good. Oh, how apropos very, that you would get Mother Teresa. <laughs> very, very good. Oh, what a great... What a great job that was. Oh, that's a shout-out to Greg. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Clark ought to like that one. You know what's funny, too? I threw that in this week with you in mind. Thank and you. And you happened to get it. That's fucking great. I love that. Nice. Yeah. Oh. I still didn't get any points. Well, <laughs> or noodles. Th- yeah, but it, it was a good challenge, though. It was a good challenge. Because that, that was a tricky one from the quote. Oh, All right. From her. Oh, okay. Right. And there were so many. Like, oh, yeah. if somebody would have gone... Negative. One of her works is Mother Teresa, uh, in my own words. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? But 
Okay. Whose so, words would they be in if they weren't hers? hers right. One well, of her works, um, denying pain medication to children. Sure. <laughs> sure. No, there's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's, we could go down that rabbit hole, but. Yeah. <laughs> Connie's been down yeah. that rabbit hole. Oh, that, that hole is deep and dark. <laughs> <laughs> and it smells a lot like Velveeta. <laughs> what? Whoa. <laughs> Ruined. Velveeta shells and cheese forever. <laughs> Did you say that Mother Teresa's hole is deep and dark and smells like Velveeta? <laughs> that is not what I said. That is not that's, what I said. That's what we said no spouse, so probably. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we heard. So, in getting back to the, the trans discussion, yes. I've noticed, and and some of these questions are, are me wanting to know. Some of them are, are that I'm sure people listening will want to know. Um mm-hmm. I've noticed that when speaking about the trans community um, and and specifically more in writing about the trans community, the word trans usually is followed by an asterisk. Why is that? Uh, The asterisk implies and all that it contains. So transgender, transsexual. um, Okay. You know, trans, I hate this word, but transvestite. So all of the terms that are typically coined under the trans umbrella. Um, it's it's a kind of more of a new thing, um, just shortening transgender to trans. I try to use the word transgender in my education mm-hmm. just to keep it clear with um, with people who may not be familiar with with the jargon. Mm-hmm. Um, another term that is is being used quite a bit that a, that people kind of question mark in their eyes when I say it is cisgender, C I S gender. Um, that means people whose birth gender is congruent with who they are. So mm. myself, as I was born a female, I feel feminine. I am a woman. Okay. I am cisgender. Okay. And so it's, you know, to clarify when you're talking to people, you know, this is a trans man and he has three cisgender siblings. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to put things into context. Because obviously you're not going to say, here's a trans man and his three siblings are all normal. Well, right. and that's right. And that's right. That's the important Because what is normal, normal, right? right. So, uh, Can I ask a very naive, ignorant question? Yes, please. I'm, I'm sympathetic, but I'm very naive about this. Um, okay. I actually, I have two. So if you say a trans man, that mm-hmm. means... Um, a person who has transitioned to become male. To become male, not mm-hmm. strong. Okay, all right. Correct. And then transvestite is offensive because... It's not necessarily offensive. Um, but you avoid it for a certain reason, I, and I'm not... I don't... Because it's it's coined with Rocky Horror so much that it's almost oh, characterized. Or like yeah. Eddie Izzard or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, in a way, and that's my own personal preference. That's by no means, okay. um, you know, a... a community-wide feeling. Um, We're in the trans community. We give everybody the autonomy to feel about words and to describe themselves Mm -hmm. however they want because the umbrella is so big. And one of the, one of those polarizing words is the word tranny. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times in the drag communities, they, they use that word. Um, the the in the trans community, some people do not appreciate that word. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not a car 
on a human being. Okay. Um, It's very polarizing. And some people in the trans community are taking that word back, much in the way that um, those in the gay community were were taking back the word faggot. Or queer. Yeah, they're taking back the ownership of that and and redefining it. Um, For myself, I don't like the word tranny. Mm -hmm. I prefer the word trans or transgender. Mm-hmm. I think it's for me as a cisgender person myself, <laughs> uh-huh. I think that that shows the utmost respect to my trans brothers and sisters. So when, when you're, when you're talking about a trans individual mm-hmm. and you're using gender identify, um, identifying language, mm-hmm. whichever gender you put post trans is the one that they best identify with. For, not the one for they the were most born part. With. Yes, that is okay. correct. All right. And a lot of times, one of the best ways that if you are talking with a trans person and their look seems to be, you're not quite sure if they're transitioning or finished or, mm-hmm. you know, if they're where they want to be and, and you're not sure if you should be using he, she, ask he, them. him, his, she, her, hers is to ask them. Yeah, what okay. is your preferred pronoun? Okay. I can tell you, Ten times out of ten, the person that you're talking talking to appreciates that question. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a very because high number, and that's so. that's that's one of the things that I really appreciate about the trans community mm-hmm. is okay. that they, I think, much more than than you know your run of the mill uh, other other people in the in the LGBT community, they're they're much more open and forgiving of people who don't understand the trans community. And mm-hmm. if you if you misspeak or you ask a question. You know they're they're much more charitable in in letting in in mm-hmm. continuing the dialogue instead Educating. of just instead of instantly Absolutely. taking offense. Absolutely. Well, and is that is it seems to me just by what you guys are saying, who are much more knowledgeable than I am. But if I were in that position, it would seem like here's a person who maybe doesn't get it, but is is it, at least understanding enough to ask the question and, and I to appreciate know that they don't that. get it. Yeah, Being and to know that they don't that understand and to and to express a desire to want to learn right, more and, about and, it. Right. And I'm, and I'm appreciating the fact that they're asking me in a way that's, that's sensitive to mm-hmm. uh, the situation. Yeah. Kind of, okay. Absolutely. Right. And the fact that, that people are trying, that right. they're trying yeah. to understand right. and they want to know how, how you prefer to be addressed. Yeah. You know, um, some things, you know, that may throw people off is there are individuals who feel a mixture of genders or don't feel either one of those of the standard sure. genders that we've come to know, um, and so sometimes they will go by a different kind of um, way. So they'll say, "No, you can refer to me as they, them." Mm-hmm. Um, that takes some getting used to. Yeah. Even from yeah. my perspective, it it took mm-hmm. some getting used to. Yeah. And you know, so words are constantly evolving, and the best way to to know is simply to ask. So when you f- refer to the transgender and transsexual mm-hmm. that just two different ways of saying it or are they actually separate uh, excellent groups? question that was, gonna be, that was going question. to be my next one okay so let me give you a little bit of definition on what transsexual is typically transsexual the definition is someone who has physically altered their sex from one to another so from box a to box b so who's so gone to speak. through Who some sort of gender surgical. reassignment exactly or, exactly okay. and so it's actually the the, the transition of sexual organs okay, okay. So that's, that's why i always thought transgender mm-hmm. referred to that's why right. i was curious i was yeah. and so you know if you think about it in the context of that gender 
is not defined by your sexual organs. Gender is right. defined by right. your brain. Okay. Right. And so you can be transgender and never, ever go under any kind of surgical um you just live so your life, right, absolutely. Not be transsexual, but right? Also, but be, right, but be transgender, right? Okay. Right, and you know, there's a, there's a lot of reasons for this. Um, it's not an option for many people who do not have um, comprehensive health coverage. Oh, yeah, it's I extremely it's expensive. Quite, yeah, quite yeah. expensive. Yeah. Um, there's uh, you know some medical conditions that prevent someone from having the surgeries right, that right. one would typically associate, um, and there are people who don't feel the need. Sure, they, don't, yeah, sure. they don't. They don't define themselves by their genitalia. Yeah. Therefore, it, it's of no consequence. Right. And so, and that's that's in the education that we do when someone says, "Well, what what if what if they haven't had surgery yet? What does it matter right. if they yeah, have that, or that's have their not? Right. That's right. Their, you know, right, yeah. unless you're going to drop your pants and show them what you've got, why do you care what they have mm-hmm. or have not done? It's their medical." privacy that we're talking about here you know well and so in speaking of terms of transgender and transsexual Mm -hmm. it it can be somewhat likened to you know all squares are rectangles but not all rectangles are squares where all Mm -hmm. you know all transsexuals would be transgender but not all transgender people are transsexuals yeah you could you could absolutely say that and as far as surgeries are concerned um, it looks like I'm, I'm looking at some statistics right now. I came with statistics because Dan's here. Because <laughs> she's far more prepared. <laughs> Give than me the some fucking Revolution. numbers, man. That's right. Is. So <laughs> you got to back that stuff up. <laughs> so if you're if as far as ha- actually having any kind of surgery related to being um, transgender, one of the biggest hurdles is that approximately 52 percent of people who identify as transgender are without health coverage. Mm. More than half yep. are without health care coverage. Yep. And a lot of that stems from not ha- not being able to find an employer yeah, exactly. who is supportive right. of, of them. Right. Exactly. Again, to the disenfranchised groups. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know I've seen mm-hmm. a few documentaries of people who were transgender and trying to go th- through the actual surgery and having it done where they're having to go through like a year of therapy with a psychiatrist mm-hmm. to make sure mm-hmm. – that the psychiatrist has to sign off, say yes, right. they are legit. You know, this it's, a, it's a really long process. Uh, yeah, and yeah. and for good reason. I mean, they're you know they want to make sure that they're yeah. you're making the that, right decision for yourself. Yeah, that, that 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 the person is is of sound mind, and and that this is a decision that they're not taking lightly. You know, it's not something mm-hmm. that you can necessarily well, reverse. So what's 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 the uh, what's the process for getting a tattoo like? Nowhere oh, near the same. Okay, <laughs> you just really can't be drunk, and you right. got to be over the age of eighteen. Yeah. Got to be, you got to be eighteen and not drunk, yeah. as far as they can tell. Yeah. Right. So, right to your point. Yeah. Right. And you know, it, it's kind of assumed in some uh, some conservative circles that yeah. people who go through these surgeries don't know themselves, yeah, and they're confused, and blah 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 blah. Well, but really, yeah. but really, at the end of the day, it's all about who you are, oh, yeah. and yeah. you have you ha- you should have complete autonomy over your to, body. Do, yeah, absolutely, to yep. define yourself however it is that you define yourself. Yep. Republicans don't get to decide. If, if yeah. anything, if they're confused, <laughs> it's going to be they're confused because they were raised mm-hmm. as. A boy, yet inside, physically, they feel like a girl, and they're conf- that would be confusing to the person. Yeah, and, and or just knowing that they yeah. are a girl, right? And having to put up the facade. Yeah, right. Of right, being, right. I mean, we have several. What a stressful God. Absolutely, and, and you to have, have to live your entire yeah. life trying like to just yeah. it's, mm-hmm. a, it's it's an act forever. 
Mm -hmm. And we have several people in the community that had to put up that facade and they got married and had children and then finally got to a point that said, I cannot do this anymore. And, you know, luckily many that I know have supportive spouses um, that were on board and children, you know, children are very adaptable Mm -hmm. and they, they can be very understanding. Very understanding. And we, and forgiving. We've seen amazing families stay connected. Yeah. Um, we've seen spouses divorce but remain best friends. Sure. And, you know, so in, in the education that we do, we hope that we reach enough people that when, when it comes time for someone to come out as a transgender person and if they want to have surgeries or not have surgeries or change their name or not change their name or whatever it is that they need, that they have the support and resources to do that. And so on the on the sliding scale of transgender, transsexual, how, where, I'm sure there are people out there who are wondering, and, I, and I'm wondering a little bit myself, you know, at what point do you say someone is, is actually transsexual? Because, you know, you can have, you know, you can, you can be born with, with male genitalia, but mm-hmm. have hormone therapy, get breast augmentation, but, but still maintain Mm-hmm. Uh, your male genitalia, um, you know, is there within the community, is there a clear delineation for what is deemed an actual transsexual versus someone who is in the process of transitioning or has, has, you know, transitioned some of their parts? You know, if, if you're a female and have gotten a mastectomy, but maintain your mm-hmm. female genitalia, you know, mm-hmm. or vice versa, if you're, if you're a male who gets breast augmentation, or you know, if you're born with with male body parts mm-hmm. or male genitalia and get breast augmentation, is there within the community is there is there a delineation there, or is it or is it a non-issue? Yeah, it's really a non-issue. For the most part, they they simply uh, identify as transgender. The term transsexual is more of a medical term that's used um, for you know for medical records purposes. Yeah, but you know. Well, and so, it's kind so within of, the is is within the medical community is there a delineation of? I'm sure that they have some have kind to, of scale that yeah. they use as far as that's concerned. Um, usually, uh, from my impression, and I could be wrong. I, you know, never claim to be the expert on all things. But <laughs> one one surgery of of changing something about yourself that way um, could be considered transsexual. Mm. Um, that's what I have been told. Um, Dang it, where is Candace Metzler when I need her? She <laughs> is, oh, she is, fine, you know, I, I joke around all the time that, that really that my job as executive director is to make sure that, that my board has the money that they need to do what they want. That's really my job. Yeah. <laughs> but um, education is also part of that, too. Um, but I think that um, we should have a future fo- podcast and bring Candace. She is a PhD. Awesome. Yeah, she it. is a PhD candidate right now. Um, she is a um, licensed clinical social worker. She is absolutely a powerhouse of knowledge and education. She's transgender, and she can tell you personal experiences that would just make lesser people, you know, not not want to live. Yeah, the things that she has seen and 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 experienced, and still come out on top. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, let's hit a yeah. let's hit another game real quick. Okay. All right, we'll do one, and then we'll get back to why <laughs> the cliffhanger we left our listeners that we. Oh yeah, we you didn't get back, back to your questions. You're yeah. gonna ask. That's okay. 
That's all right. Sorry. No, that's okay. I monopolized that. I monopolized that bit a little. That's all right. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's do like let's do like half half of my sheet of answers first. What do you guys think? Do that. All right, the, the Jeopardy style. Jeopardy thing. style. Okay. All right. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna this this game. In this game, I'm gonna provide the answer. And then noodles. <laughs> Dan is now the, the microphone right. monitor. And then noodles will be awarded for creative, funny, or correct answers. Okay. Uh, questions to the answer I provide. Okay. We've been touched funny by works. His noodly appendage. Funny gets. Yeah. Okay, I'll just go for the funny points. <laughs> well, that'll be up to me. <laughs> so. Damn you, Chris Hardwick. <laughs> noodles. Yes, noodles. <laughs> okay, uh, where are we starting? We, I think won. Dan goes first okay, this time. Okay, we'll start with Dan. All right. Wait, I thought this one we all just buzzed. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's... it's Sweet. Anyone it's who knows. That's right, yeah. Okay. Any, anyone who knows. Okay, so the first answer is, this leader was the first emperor of the, quote, Holy Roman Empire. Uh uh, uh, and crickets. Uh, of the Holy Roman Empire? Uh-huh. Uh, Caesar? Caesar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was say, like, it wasn't Caesar. That was after. Uh, it, uh, from France. A war okay. hero. From France? A war- there's, no the there's no war, war heroes, heroes from France. France. Joan of Arc. <laughs> there was then. You know why the new French Navy has glass bottoms in their boats? So they can see the old French Navy. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Noodles. Yay! Uh, I have no idea. The answer is, who is Charlemagne? Oh. Charlemagne. Uh, I know the name. That sounds <laughs> familiar. A little too tough. That's okay. That's a perfume, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, answer gonna... number two. He was the son of Jesse... Father of Solomon and second king of Israel. Hmm. Second king of Israel. Mm-hmm. Son of Jesse. Father of Solomon. I thought that was, was going to be... I, I was going to say was, Abraham right off the bat, but that's wrong. Nope. King Tut. King, king Tut. <laughs> I'm going to need another yes. beer for these questions. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, say yeah. the, what was the answer again? The answer is he was the son of Jesse, father of Solomon, and second oh, king Solomon. of Israel. Solomon. Uh, Jesus. No. No. Hermopolis. He slayed a giant. <laughs> David. Oh, oh. That David. 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 <laughs> Noodles for Dan. Yay. I feel stupid. I thought, I thought, was, I thought the Solomon thing. Okay. All right. Answer three. What do we got? I'm I'm ahead of noodles for jokes. I'm big fat zero. No, you've got one. Oh, well, actually, earlier. did I? Oh, I? oh, yeah, from the last round. Yeah, yeah. I have one. Yeah, you've got one. I have Dan, Dan has. I have at least two now. Well, at least is not a number. So <laughs> I had either he has I had either two or three. Two or three. Not, it's at least two. Okay, it may be three. I can't remember. Can anyone confirm? Uh, we was it, we okay, can't we'll, really go back and listen to it because that would because I think <laughs> and I think Ryan has how many? Uh, did I get one for the French? You got one. Yeah. Okay, so we <laughs> got Ryan's got one. Connie's got one. Dan's, Dan's got, got two. two. I'll say two. Okay. Uh, answer three. He was the treasurer of Jesus' disciples. 
Judas Iscariot? Yeah. Judas Iscariot. I was like, I'm trying to think of like, oh, like yeah. who is an asshole that took the Yay, fucking Bible coins? Yay, Bible camp. Yay, Bible camp. <laughs> funny so got, story uh, about Judas. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> funny, <laughs> funny story about Judas. <laughs> I might still have it on my phone someplace. Ryan, I might Ryan have it knew him just. One yeah, day we listeners. were at a titty bar. <laughs> and uh, Judas said, hey, man, you want some gold uh, coins, man? It's fucking they were silver. Some but, uh, shillings or I whatever. I'm going to make it rain no. silver. <laughs> 30 pieces worth. 30 pieces. Well, back home. There's this old house now. It's, uh, he doesn't do anything but kiss. It's kind of a it's kind of a letdown. Um, what Who, Judas? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and it's in this museum. There's this old clock. This thing's got to be like 150 years old. Handmade, hand carved. But every hour on the hour, it has it plays this little song, and all these little dolls come out. When I was a kid, I'm like, oh, these cool little dolls, cool little dolls. <laughs> it wasn't until I was older and I went back and wa- saw it again. Cause I remember seeing it as a kid, and I was like, oh wait. That's Jesus. Those are all the disciples. And the one that turns backwards and faces away from Jesus at the end is fucking Judas. Nice. I'm like, wow. now I get it. Nice. As a kid, there are just a bunch of little dolls that came out of the clock. I had no clue what it all why is. Why is Judas the bad guy anyway? No, nah, I know. That's all. He helped, he helped bring about Jesus being the crucified. Judas was necessary. Yeah, right. Of course. Well, and the Gnostics would say that he's the hero. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't crucified. You wouldn't really well, have an ending to the story, right? And that's or just, a middle because he got re-resurrected or resurrected. That just comes down to who was in power and what they believed yeah. when they were in power. And yeah. the Roman Empire believed the Christians were right and the Gnostics weren't, and the Greeks were not, and therefore that became canonized. And everything say, else was, was put into caves in Israel. Yeah. It was be Judas who was beheaded, correct? No, he which hung himself. Was, or. Fell from the tree and his I was going to say, I'm trying to remember which died, one of the people. Depending on I, which I, version. I can't think of the name right now. The guy in the Bible that was beheaded. John the Baptist. John, John the Baptist was beheaded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Peter was I was doing which is why the Jehovah's Witnesses do not celebrate birthdays. That's correct. But he is actually one of the stories where I guess the Romans actually had that account written down of him being beheaded and handing the body parts back to the family. Well, the Romans, beheaded and the Romans and the Egyptians both kept meticulous records. Yeah, but, but the, Jesus dis- never showed up in any of them. Well, <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, yeah, unless you talk the about time. the canonization at 325. Yeah, right? I mean, at right, the right. time of the accounts, the it, doesn't, it comes in after the mm-hmm. fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Answer number four. This religion considers the Ganges River to be sacred. Ah, oh, it's a uh, Hindu. Noodles. Noodles for Ryan. Boom. Are we tied up? We're tied up. It's two, two, two. Has Connie got two now? Connie's, Connie's yeah, got two. Two or three. Two. Two. We're all, we're deuces. Yeah, everyone's a big deuce. Boom. <laughs> all right. Hand the girl a Diet Coke. We've got four <laughs> uh, more questions. Have a Diet Coke? Yep. Coke zero. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Hey. Oh, I got the buddy. <laughs> I'm your buddy. You are our buddy. Enjoy a Coke with the buddy. I need to. Oh, very nice. I can take a picture of this. That one's probably colder. Yeah. You want the colder one that was down in the ice? Yes, of course I do. Put this one in the ice. Thanks, honey. Colder. Thank you, Adam. What's that one? Buddy. They're both buddy. Oh, they're both buddy. (laughs) Double Coke, buddy. Okay. She's got to take a picture, buddy. There we go. Okay. Do we have another? Okay. (laughs) We're all posing for pictures. I am I am a big picture Facebook person. Yeah. I take pictures of everything. I want people to experience. Okay. All right. Here's the here's the next answer. This is the name of the Islamic holy month. Ramadan. Ramadan? 
I think he got it just barely. Ah! I was trying to think of something funny. I knew it was Ramadan, but I was trying to go with something funny. And... Why? You should have been like, ramen noodles for me. <laughs> ramen noodles. Oh. That would have been perfect. Yeah. I would have, I would have given you Okay, tiebreaker. Tiebreaker. What is the um, cap that uh, Muslim men wear? What is it called? It's not, it's a, not yarmulke. a yarmulke. No, What's no. it called? A hamaka? <laughs> it's called a kufi. I get the noodle. I get the noodle. Yeah, but it's hard to... You already knew the answer to your own question. <laughs> Connie's making up her own. I stack the deck, baby. <laughs> okay, so we got three, three, two. three and two. Oh, three, two, two. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm winning this week. Ryan's ahead at this point. All right, here's the next answer. When rejecting medical treatment, this religion surpasses... science. Jehovah's Witnesses surpasses the Jehovah's Witnesses. Christian science. Christian Christian science, yeah. Four! Scientists. Ryan's cleaning up. In fact. But yes, Christian science. Christian scientists. (sighs) Need to take him out. (laughs) He usually does terrible. I do, that's why I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) Pulls a beer out like, I'm going to drink my beer. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what do we got? Four to two, two? Yeah. Okay. Last one for this segment. We got plenty more. We still got to figure out why. (laughs) The answer is this group of Americans clings to 19th century ideals by rejecting a Amish. Uh, Amish. Amish. Ah, Points. Noodles and 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 Mennonites. Mennonites, but not as much as Amish. Right. Mennonites as well, which is 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 similar. Electrical, electricity, and they can also drive cars. I said Republicans. For certain reasons. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Republicans in the 19th century. Yeah, but they love science and technology when it helps them win win wars. Yeah. Or get on the Facebook. I love technology. All right. what What are our scores now? I got, I'm at four. We got four, three, and two. Ryan, Connie, Dan. I'm on the end end of that. Okay. Um, we will get back. I've got we've got a second half of answers first, which I honestly, when I came up with that two weeks ago or whatever, thought would be the most boring game we had, but it's ended up being I like the most one. exciting game we've got. Yeah, I like it. And we've also got two more who said it. So All right. There's two I won't get. The order here. (laughs) Couple potential points for other than Ryan's. See, my excuse for low points, low noodles, is that I'm on a low carb diet. Right. Can't can't have noodles. And you're a deist slash theist. Something. We're about to figure out why. Oh boy, here we go. So. Like I my, my intention is not to grill you, Why? right? Obviously, we're friends. We're buddies. We're Coke Zero buddies. buddies. <laughs> we've got we've got a lot of the same ideas. Why do I cling to um, those ideas? Well, I, so it seems to me that a lot of your thoughts and ideas are you hedge your bets a lot, right? Like, sure. I can't prove this. You know, like you understand our position mm-hmm. very well. It, it's like you've taken Pascal's wager to heart. Yeah, in a sense. In a sense, and so, but then there's. Then there's these sentimental things about growing Absolutely. up in the Greek Orthodox Church, and the, mm-hmm. or wishful thinking about you know I hope I this can see my I, family yeah. again someday, or mm-hmm. this is what know. would be really really nice, and right. So I choose to, and so that's kind of that's where I wonder why. I mean, um, my girlfriend has a lot of those. I mean, her her dad mm-hmm. died, you know, when she was 14 from uh, 
uh, Lou Gehrig's. And so she clings on to this kind of wishful thinking of an afterlife, but mm-hmm. really doesn't believe any of this stuff. And, you know, we don't, it, it's not a conflict we have, but it's, it just is what it um, is. Yeah. And I guess if I'm, if I'm going to be totally honest and hopefully not offensive, mm-hmm. um, it's not my intention. Um, my opinion of that position is, uh, that it's, it's not totally grown up. Sure. Absolutely. So when I, when I look at what I believe is it comes from internal, internal feelings and feelings can't be quantified. And as long as what I am wishing for and hoping for in an afterlife and a meeting with family and, and that kind of thing harms no one and does harm to no one else. Mm -hmm. I don't see a conflict in that. And especially if I support your right to do the same. Does that make sense? Well, in, in in your style of theism, deism, I have Mm -hmm. absolutely no problem with it whatsoever. Okay. But when it comes to tea party Republicans that are Southern Baptists that think Mm -hmm. that gays should be executed and women shouldn't have rights and that blacks should be slaves and that we should go Mm -hmm. to war with Iran and no, that becomes a problem Absolutely. or that the Jews should be, you know, whatever it is that that's, that's I, hardcore biblical literalism. Absolutely. That's and a think, major absolutely. problem. And I think that gets to the argument of, you know, progressive, progressive religion or progressive thought in religion or more moderate thought within religion where, right, right. you know, a lot of people, a lot of people say, you know, what's the harm in moderate religions or in, or in hmm. progressive religious thought. And, Sure, you can you can make that argument. You know, if you're not harming anybody else, what is the harm? But moving to the you, Sam Harris argument, right? right yeah, yeah, but but that kind of and 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 to get to Sam's argument, it's you know that that leaves the door open for extremists or 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 even protects them. Yeah, it gives them a shield well, and and uh, and an, a justification. In for a, a lot way, of I don't know that I get quite that feeling from Connie's position no. in this. No, in this sense, well, but, and then, but I, yeah. I know what you mean, but but I think she's, I think she's even lefter than what the moderates he's talking about. In yeah, that. I, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I almost see no difference between you and an atheist. Right, um, and I think what it comes down to is the logical half of my brain and the emotional half of my brain. Right, and logically, I I read the Bible. And I see the fundamental flaws within it. Sure. And then the emotional side of my brain sees stories of hope and sees, you know, elements that I can take into my life that can improve it. Um, Same with, you know, looking at different religions and respecting other people's paths um, when they come to me for counseling, when they come to me to perform their wedding, which is, you know, one of the highlights of their life. You know, they're not looking for my um, my belief system. They are looking for me to reflect theirs. And I think mm. that my the, the the way that I live my life is that I reflect back the best of of those people coming to me, and, and not to judge. Okay, so you come from an LDS background, you must hate gays. So yeah, therefore, right, I'm not the right. minister for you. When in fact, that's not what this person believes at all. And that's a that's a very far cry from most ordained religious leaders around there. I mean, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what I'm saying. But I guess if I really want to kind of keep driving at the root of this, which I you know I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but I mean, like when there's hopeful verses from the Bible, and so yeah, sure. 
and same with the Odyssey, and same with Gilgamesh, and Absolutely. same with Beowulf, and, and Shakespeare, Harry Potter, and Harry Potter, Spider Man, right, so, so why the Bible? But like, you, are, you know what I mean? Like, why why pick that one out when it's so controversial and there's so many uh, people using it to do such horrible things? Agreed. I think a lot of it has to do with um, how I was raised and how my parents were raised and how their parents were raised in the, in the traditions. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's hard to get away from that when you've been absolutely. And but you know something very interesting is that um, I have always had held great comfort in my family and my lineage. Sure. I am a big, big fan of genealogy. My great grandfather used to, you should have been Mormon. I should have. He (laughs) joked around all the time. He's like, what are you turning into a Mormon on me? Um, but I mean, but to be honest, it's it's, fascinating to me. It's tough to find a culture Mm -hmm. to be more proud of than the Greeks. Right. Right. And you know, so as I'm doing my genealogy, I come to my paternal, Great great grandfather, and here's a picture of him in his 30 de- 32 degree Mason hat, and he's yeah. so proud to be a Mason. And I'm sure. like, Oh, that's really cool. And then my father says, Did you know he was also a member of the KKK? Uh, and you, wow. I could, I was in a ball, yeah. And he said, And I will never forget that's this, heartbreaking. and he, I will never forget this. He looked at me and he said, That was his choice, choose different, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what we can take away from religion. That was my parents' choice. I can choose different. So looking at the Bible in certain ways to gain inspiration, it's not the only place I gain inspiration. Sure, sure, Um, sure. But it's a connection to my family, a connection to my past, a connection to the church of my birth. Um, But that's not where I find my sole inspiration. There are things in the Bible that are reprehensible to me. Yeah, of course. Um, don't even get me started right, right, on right. Leviticus. Well, don't right, even, or Exodus or yeah, Genesis. Don't or even get me started. Second Kings or yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean we could go for Um and but I'm also the kind of person that I, I see a lot of good that religion can bring to a person. Like what? Um a stability that some people absolutely need. Well, they they okay. need and to I, uh, they have I a fundamental I, need to believe in something greater than themselves. I guess I, I well, guess I understand that, but at the same time, my argument with with people who say you know religion religion does a lot of good. Okay, well, it sure, can. fine, it can, can. It can. very it can, good caveat, and in, and in some and in some instances it does, but there is nothing unique to religion that can't be had outside of religion. Right. Agreed. Right. And, and honestly, Dan, since we've come back in, in touch with each other, and I've been um, exploring with you and with, with other friends about atheism, and, you know, that's become more apparent. And when I have, you know, a, a fundraiser or something going on where I need help, the first people I think of now is not my religious friends. It's my atheist friends. Mm. Because for some reason, and maybe it's just me, but all the pretense, all the bullshit is peeled away. And it's it boils down to these people care about people mm-hmm. and are willing to help. And it doesn't matter what's your color, what's your orientation. Yeah. Yeah. None of that matters. Whereas sometimes with my religious friends, there's levels of qualification that you have to go through in order for them to help. And to be fair, there are atheists who are sure. l- less there's than all charitable. kinds of atheists. Not, yeah. not 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 so kind and you know there, mm-hmm. there there's that too. But 
There's um, assholes everywhere. Yeah, of course. Um, but and also, I just I, I I really want to emphasize that I'm not trying to put you in a corner. Oh, I know. You know, I know you've you've been willing and and happy to come here. And there's three atheists, and you're by yourself, <laughs> and that's you know what I mean. And and so I'm We've not. We've got I'm you just, surrounded. Surrender. Just, submit. Where no. are my car keys? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but I mean, I you know, I I think you're a great person. I you know, I consider you a friend, and and Thank you. you know, um, we just only met. Barely, but you know, hopefully we can continue. So I don't want to, I don't want you put put you on your heels. You know, I just, but I, I'm curious about this this kind of thing, Absolutely. and I think um, you're probably somebody that is open and and uh, accepting enough to discuss this kind of thing openly without taking too and, much and offense. more comfortable right. in discussing more comfortable, it than a lot of, sure, than sure. a lot of our more so I sorry, I, I don't want to just people push you away. You know what I mean? Because we're we're not a chance. So <laughs> not a chance. If I can survive the Mother Teresa conversation with Doctor Clark, no. oh, oh, that was painful. Um, for those who who may have seen it on on Facebook, what about a year ago? I want to say. Yeah, it was about a year ago. I was um, under the cloud of fabulousness and greatness that was Mother Teresa. And um, I was bitterly brought to heel <laughs> by, <laughs> by a few of my atheist friends saying, you have been told only one side of the story. And it was the side was, of Mother Teresa. They want they you want to you to see, right? And yeah, she did some great things, and she did some really awful things. Yeah, and it just it that was, I think, probably the crack in the glass that was religion for me yeah. in general, um, because I've always had a faith, but I, I like to learn about different religions, yeah. you know. And it, so I didn't really, you know, what's what's the harm? Mother Teresa rocks, no. Mother Teresa made people suffer. Yeah. And, you know, thanks, Dr. Clark. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was kind of painful to, it to, was. to watch. Did you see that resistance? Oh, yeah. Oh, it was a horrible resistance. Well, and it's a natural resistance for, for something that you've, you know, been raised your entire life to believe. And then to find out that, no, that's that's just the one... That's one part of the story. It's the it's the narrative that people want to portray, and it's the narrative mm-hmm. from people who support Mother Teresa that you're that mm-hmm. you're receiving and are, and are regurgitating. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's 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 and I, and I I applaud you for being willing to at least be open and to listen and mm-hmm. and accept and review a lot of the information that was presented to go mm-hmm. okay, no, yeah. Initially, you resisted, and and <laughs> you were eventually beaten into submission. But I know. but I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things where I I really appreciate you taking the time to actually yeah. explore and learn more about the subject mm-hmm. instead of just you know shutting down and rejecting it out of hand. Yeah. Which you know was to be fair was initially the reaction, but it was you were but you were still. Willing to listen to the other side of the story. It's kind of akin to having a festering wound. And that first brush, you know, you have this wound on your arm and you you touch a wall and, oh, God, and you, you know, you flinch away. I That's that's how I felt. Yeah. It was that first sucker punch. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> Princess Diana and Mother Teresa, these yeah. are my heroes. Yeah. You know, what are you talking about? And... um 
in some ways, I just thank God I never had that conversation with my mother because she idolized mm. Mother Teresa. Oh, yeah. Sure, and I yeah. just, there was no way I could, no way I could tell her mm-hmm. all yeah. the things I learned. And that was actually one of the books I picked up at the Atheist Convention was um, a book about the Mother Teresa myth so that I could yeah. read more and become educated about that. Because I think it's very important that, um, you know, to recognize that organized religion um, was it Hitchens' book or, or another I one? I can't remember. I doubt. I, I don't think they had the miss, missionary position there. Yeah. Um, but it, that organized religion for the good that it can do, um, and I say can because it has the ability to, but I don't think it does. Does and that I, make sense? I just want to point out, or too, at least that not I, consistently or right, all the time. Right. It does so much harm. It. Uh, I love you, Greek Orthodox Church. I do. Um, and I think in a lot of ways, they they do promote family and they do sure. promote community. And we're always there for each other. And um, But a lot of the doctrines in the Greek Orthodox Church, in the Russian Orthodox Church, in the Catholic Church, yep. um, separates families. Well, and and separates people from and, each and other. And when you said we're always there for each other, and, it, and it's that in-group, out-group thing. We're yep. there... For each other mm-hmm. as members of the Greek Orthodox Church or the mm-hmm. Mormon Church or the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. We're there for our kind, our our religious adherents, who people who mm-hmm. believe the same thing we do, not necessarily those outside our religion. We're here mm-hmm. for each other. Well, it goes way back to when the Bible was written. Not mm-hmm. all for the Jews yeah. and not mm-hmm. the Gentiles. Yeah, Everyone not, else not that we're that, here right? for everybody and we're not mm-hmm. here for you know, the betterment of all of humanity. Like we're Quran, here for too. our people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just want to point out, too, that I think that in the middle of what you were saying there sort of uh, bubbled up. I think the best answer to all the questions I've been asking was that, you know, you, you had this discussion, you were, you were kind of set back on your heels a little defensively. And then what you did was went out and researched it and figured it out and learned about it and, Mm -hmm. and, and decided for yourself what the position was. And I think that's the answer to why Mm -hmm. you're in the position you are. Um, not necessarily, uh, I, I wasn't asking the right questions, I oh. guess is what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like that I think is the best answer for all the questions I had. That's, w- that's you. why you're in the position you are is because, is because you've done that work. Thank you. And most people tend to just, yeah, people are la- yeah they're lazy. Hand. I mean, you yeah, know, it's, shut, it's a, shut their I'm ears lazy too, I, but it's, yeah, but I mean, that's, a, that, that I think is, is the answer. I mean, I still, mm-hmm. I still don't know why you cling to some of that stuff, but that, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just, I don't have any issue with your position mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, and that's not to say that, you know, you know, we're talking about the, the, the organized religion and, and my opinion of it. Um, the Greek Orthodox church here in Salt Lake, just, to, just so that, you know, are some of the most generous people I've oh, ever awesome. met in my life. Yeah. Um, educated, smart, and, Genuinely generous, 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 so generous people. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I would just hope that the doctrine progresses along to be more open and accepting. Um, I have never felt outcast from my church. I taught Sunday school. I've mm-hmm. never felt out outcast. I, you know, bring Lindy with me. Um, and Lindy is Connie's wife. That's right. Mm-hmm. And. Um, She's always been made to feel welcome. Um, I had asked the priest once, um, just so you know, I'm gay. So what's the church say about that? You know, being a rebel. And he just looked at me like, oh, little girl. (laughs) And he said, Uh. it's not as big a sin as any other sin. And that, that was his thing. Now, 
I don't know that a Catholic priest would have said the same or, you know, uh, you know, Pope any Fluffy other. Pope might have. <laughs> yeah. Pope I mean, I just, I feel a little you know? bit of a twinge there because. Because he sin? still views He's, it as yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where at least in this, in this group of atheists, it would have been like. It's yeah, and? There's no. That's, right. Yeah, right. that's. Right. Right. It's, Right. Well, I don't even accept the the concept of sin at all. Right. Yeah. Right. Because, well, that's right. But I'm just right. saying, like, to me, that's just okay. That's who Connie is. Right. Yeah. Cool. Right. Right. Like, I don't get to decide for her, so I don't mm-hmm. get to judge either. So you right. know what I mean? Like, it's just, and I think that's how the three of us are. I yeah. mean, I know you have a gay sibling, and yeah. I have a lot of gay friends, and so does Dan. And mm-hmm. um, I I don't even know if I'm gay or not. I don't know what I am. So I don't, <laughs> <laughs> he broke the Kinsey scale. He broke the Kinsey scale. But uh, yeah, no. So I mean, I, I guess that's the little twinge I have, which sure. is the, the 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 religious element. Although I will say, growing up in Massachusetts, my whole my whole neighborhood was there was three people. I mean, three groups of people. There, mm-hmm. well, besides us, we were the the generic white family. But then it was all Puerto Ricans, Russians, and Greeks, and. Uh, uh, and Joe Jorgantis that, that lived next to us was the coolest, awesomest guy. <laughs> and when we moved out here, when I was a teenager, we used to work the Greek festival every year yep. in Salt Lake. And it yep. was fucking awesome. awesome. And they, hold, so it, they awesome. hold it on the weekend of my birthday. And I yeah. used to think when I was little that they did that on purpose because <laughs> they were celebrating <laughs> me. Right, right, right. You know? right. But, you know, and I think that, you know, that might be part of why I cling yeah, sure, sure, sure. That community. The food and the family oh, and the and hair. Just, and the hair. <laughs> and dancing. And, the, oh, and, and I tell you what, right. I think so that, good. you know, the the Greek culture and community really fostered who I am because I tend to be a person who is a helper. Yeah, yeah. I look for things that people need and hook them up with different people to help them. And my work in, in two nonprofits, and it fostered a lot of who I am as a human being, watching the examples in the Greek church of generosity and generosity anonymously. Yeah. And that right. is what, you know, there's not big buildings with lots of long Greek names on them. And there's a reason right. for that. And that's a tenant in the faith is that when you give, you give anonymously. And, you know, it's... You give for the sake of giving, not for recognition. Right, or out of a requirement. Exactly. And, you know, my mother always taught me, if you are giving a donation and you are wondering where your name is at on the program, you're doing it for the wrong damn reason. And that's a great humanist view. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. What's... I let's do have a couple of news things. If you want to do any news at all, let's see. How, yeah, let's hit, let's <laughs> let's hit, let's hit a I, news or two, and then I, we can we can wrap up some I, games. I, I got and, I got two options sitting: one on my left, one on my right. One's right. kind of a dick bag news, and one's kind of a little bit of a news rant. Which what, what do you want? What do you want to hear? Oh, do we what, Rock, paper, scissors, are we going to get we're going to get heavy with either of them? You might. What do you mean might? There's no might in this. Group. Well, you might get you 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 oh. probably get pit, more pissed at one than the other. Well. We're we good. got a, we got a Greek and two Irishmen, and then I don't know what Dan is. <laughs> I'm a mutt, but uh, we're probably going to get ranty. <laughs> okay, what do you want? You want the dick bag news? Or yeah, the sure. Let's go. Dick, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Dick bag. We're all about the Wisconsin right. dick, dick bags. Uh, you guys dick might have bag, already heard bag. a little bit about this motherfucking dick bag. <laughs> now, name? now, lately, I've been using dick bag as a term of as a term of endearment. Yeah, because for, it's for members of atheists of Utah. Yeah. So. Um, Ass clown. <laughs> okay. All right. 
Rush Limbaugh. Oh, yeah. Wait, what? I love, Rush. I love that guy. What do you mean? Robin Williams killed himself oh, because God. of a political leftist attitude. You know. <laughs> I just want to yeah, read I did hear that. this part of it. What is the leftist worldview in, in general? If you had to uh, attach, not a philosophy, but an attitude to the leftist worldview, it's one of pessimism, darkness, sadness. They are never happy, are they? Has Rush ever laughed on air? No. <laughs> I for him to for him to call other people pessimistic and unhappy. Oh yeah. Well, what seems like and, the and, most and saying the reason why Robin Williams said. committed suicide What's, was because of those views, not because he had legitimate yeah well, illness. Look. I mean, if he's been battling his entire life, yeah, yeah. If you're so happy, why are you addicted to Percocet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was in pain. <laughs> no, you know, I was I was genuinely sad to hear. About oh yeah, that, I was about when Robin I first Williams. saw the news. I was, re- I, was really I, I, I looked at it and I'm like. Oh, this is another one of those hoax things, and I had That's a check. I, that was I had to check right. about yeah. Yeah. three news sources, yes. and I'm like, "Holy shit, Robin Williams is dead!" I know. My girlfriend yeah. came in, and she's like, "Hey, did you know Robin Williams?" And I was like, "Wait, uh-huh. Robin Williams? Oh, like shit. Robin? Like Mrs. Yeah. Doubtfire? Robin Williams? Like not like, the singer? Oh, yeah. ho, 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 that guy? Like yeah. he's dead? Like yeah? No, and no, I, no, no. I, yeah, and I yeah, I, I, saw, I yeah Dan's post on Facebook. I didn't have to research it after that because I knew he'd already done it. Sure, yeah, um, he's, the, he's the kind of gentleman. I was actually that watching more community all mean, morning, just kind of like, yeah, there he is. Yeah, but I'm I mean, posting, there's a start. You know, no, no, I, no, 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 no. Like this is not, this is not happening. But I've heard all kinds of stuff. Like there's a there's a whole meme going around right now that says there's no rubber noses and cocaine in hell, and there's uh, a picture yeah. of him. You've what? got yeah. to be oh, yeah. kidding me! And that's oh, yeah. just disgusting. <sighs> There's a lot of that going on. Saying Robin Williams is is, is yeah. in hell now. He's yeah. a sinner. He's yeah. committed the worst atrocity. It's like no, yeah. get rid of the stigmatism of yep. suicide being this sin, this Dude, evil thing that you do to yourself. No, it's he's, it's he sad, was man. Battling it, and that's, look, the guy the guy had more money than he knew what to do with. He had fame galore. He had everything he could want. Two daughters that adored him. Sure, yeah, yeah. and, and one name is Zelda. Yep. Yeah, awesome. which is awesome. <laughs> I mean, but I'm just saying, like, you put anyone in that position, and they're great forever, right? Yep. There's obviously something else going on that's out of his control. Uh, he 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 made look. So he made a successful, a highly successful career in life, despite those problems. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and it finally caught up to him. So you know what? You pay your respects to what he did. You feel bad for what he went through mm-hmm. to deal with it, and that you leave it at that. that and you, and you, you appreciate get, the joy that yes, he brought oh yeah. to Absolutely. so many people's lives. What, and so what a long. great man! Right. Yeah. One know? person even said, "Like, oh, he he committed suicide because he was no longer in the spotlight. He had to he yeah. had to he had to oh, dim himself so down to be no. on a sitcom that got canceled." I was like, no, no. no. he he, he wrote that sitcom. Yeah, he had six movies coming out unreleased. Yeah. He had no so many way. more no. in the works. He played no. a, a shit ton of roles that were not comedic roles and oh, yeah. did a fantastic yeah. awesome. job Good in Will all hunting. of them. Yes. Oh hunting. Yes. That one hour photo was kind of weird. Okay, one hour photo freaked me out. Yeah, it's a weird movie. Right, right, right. Even Insomniac. Toys was weird, too. That's De Niro, him and De Niro in that one? Insomniac? Yeah. I'm not sure. Where he's the writer and the murderer. Yeah. And De Niro is the cop. Yeah. Yeah. But he. Do you guys know about Coco the Gorilla? 
Oh yeah, oh, I saw yeah, that when, video when of Robin Williams met, and Coco. Yeah. yeah, I was actually talking yeah. about that. The couple Coco weeks ago. was a huge, huge fan yeah. of Robin Williams because <laughs> yeah. they had actually showed Coco all the Robin Williams movies, and when he came in, he's like. Coco's gesturing through right. the ball. Come here, and come if, here. I want to like. And, and he kind of goes. If I'm not, them, if I'm not mistaken, it was a, it was an orphan that that had been, oh. and he went to meet it and connected, and they had huge hugs, oh, yeah. and they had this major it's, personal connection. Well, you can probably and the, find it the on gorilla, YouTube. The gorilla, actually, they said was also grieving when Robin Williams left. His de- you know, I mean, I don't know how it would have known, but the, I mean, it may just been a gimmicky thing, but still. But the thing but still, is, still, I mean, the, the dude was a good guy. And he was a little a good bit guy. of lightheartedness here. Robin Williams in that video hadn't shaved in a while. <laughs> the gorilla might have made a mistake. He was a hairy motherfucker. Yes, man. he was. Yes, he was. <laughs> and a well, and he joked about being being a short little hairy man. All I actually yeah. Yeah, met yeah, Robin yeah. Williams in Afghanistan. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And really? when he was there, he had the full beard. It's like I'm looking at his arms, like just oh, yeah. a oh, yeah. sweater oh, yeah. of hair. And the cool thing about him when he came over there was he put on an awesome show. There's probably about two thousand of us on that base that showed up to go yeah. see him. Yeah, and. He stayed there until every single one of us got a chance to go shake his hand and, and just talk with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that was... Yeah, how cool is that? Yeah. And a lot of... Like, we had celebrities that would cancel because they hear, oh, there's, they're getting shot at mm-hmm. up there, so we're not going to mm-hmm. go do a USO show there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. You know, and so, right. so piggyback on what you said, you know, you you thank him for, you know, his, his contribution and the joy that he brought. You know, you... You're not dis- don't disrespect the fact right. of how he ended his life, and then take it one step further, and be that friend, be that sibling. When you see something like this happening around you, that you know, yeah, suicide is a result of a mental illness, and, and mental right. illness well, can be treated. And you don't you know, know how many times he might have right. attempted before, even That's because right. he's been dealing with it for so long, and that kind of stuff kind of gets. Hidden from yeah. our Absolutely. our eyes, Absolutely. but uh, I mean, this is the fact that he did a lot of great work. Mm-hmm. He made a lot of movies that made everybody laugh. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what he should be known for. He should yeah, be known I, for the yep. fact that he committed suicide. I saw, I saw yep. a great. Uh, I think, he, and he will be. I saw a great picture where you know the the. I'm not sure what they're, what they're called, the drama masks, where it's the, mm-hmm. the happy face and the sad yeah. face. Yep. I saw a great picture where it was the happy face, and then the other one was Robin Williams. Kind of yeah. a cartoonish face, yeah. and I thought, yeah, that's 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 how it was presented. You know, you you never, you know, for so many people, you never know of all of the personal struggles they're going through because that's not something that they talk about. Yeah, right. it's not something that is discussed widely. It's not something that's popular in the public eye. Right, mm-hmm. and 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 I think ultimately this this will transcend theist atheist communities. I hope not that so. the, not that we have any theist commu- uh, people listening, but if you do listen. Chill the fuck out. He's got daughters that are still alive. Who right. care, who cares about what he's thinking right now, right? Yeah, I mean, if you want to criticize him for this action, I'm sure he would be man enough to take it. But don't fucking make his family pay for it. That's right. Just be nice. Chill out. Take it down a notch. Realize that they had nothing to do with it, and they're suffering mm-hmm. right now. So, you know, don't post your cruel shit about him going to hell. And all this bull crap that I've been seeing going around. I mean, it's just, it's senseless. I don't understand the point. No. There, well, it, it's pointless. Yeah. Oh, Robin Williams is going to hell. If someone is in the condition that they are going to commit suicide, hell is the last thing on their minds. They're already, sure. they're they're already in their in hell. hell. They're, in hell. they're yeah. in their hell. Yep. And so it just, it makes it cruel for the people who, who surround Right. Who, who surround them. Yeah, it's, how, it's how, just wrong. how awfully Christian of them. Who are left behind, yeah. 
Yeah. And yeah, right. it's they're already living in their own personal hell. It's not going to get in their minds. It's not going to get any mm-hmm. worse. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was that was to my point about the life that he'd created, and still he felt the need. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously there's more to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like he was homeless and struggling and just couldn't take it anymore. I mean, no, there was some mental issues. He always he works. He was working a lot. He was work. I mean, they just. As far as I know, they just wrapped that last night at the museum not that right. long ago. Yeah. Right. I think that makes his work even more amazing to know he was dealing with that and still come out and do a Patch Adams. Right. Yeah. Convincingly. Which I wonder if it, it kind of makes that condition worse because you feel like you, 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 like inside, you're not feeling funny, you're feeling depressed. Then you feel the need. Well, now I have to be funny. Mm. Now I have to put on that well, I think, face. And I think he genuinely cared. I mean, well, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, he cared, but I mean, having to go going back and yeah, forth I don't between, know. I don't know, putting on the face, but, but really feeling like complete shit, or I don't know if that would affect the like nobody the, the ever swings knew of having that depression. Yeah, yeah, yeah just going back and forth with those mood swings, and when it got too severe, he just said, "That's it." Have yeah, you seen Have sad. you seen Robin Williams live where he explains the origin of golf? Yes. <laughs> Tracy actually hilarious. posted that to my timeline. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I so, saw that. That's so good. So I saw that, and then I I have the album, and then Tracy posted that to yeah. my timeline. Yeah, yeah, so good. All right, let's uh, let's finish up the game, shall we? Okay. Um, we still got the last half of uh, answers first, but uh, as that seems to be the most popular one, to my surprise, we'll we'll do the last last two. Who said it? <laughs> here all right so in case you don't remember this is the one where i give you the quote we've got three clues for this particular one you could go negative six whoa uh this guy be writing (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's it's works okay all their works all their works uh here's the quote wait where are we starting that's me again. Yeah, how many noodles? Ryan. Wait, Ryan's got how many noodles? Ryan's He's got four, with four, three. I'm two. a two. Okay, I was hoping so to distract you with news. We're starting. <laughs> we're starting with, with Dan. Ryan's like, right? if I can just finish this podcast in the lead. <laughs> okay. Okay, Ryan. Here we go. Quote: Just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. Three clues. Six works. Just because you're offended. Doesn't mean you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go for the holster. Bam. Give me three. Three. It's a good opening bid. All right, Connie. Two. Going to go two. Putting the pressure on Dan. <sighs> Just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. Connie looks confident. With one clue. A couple names spring to mind. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But only one will do. And... I'm, I'm going to kick Ryan's ass for going three at the outset instead of two. Because <laughs> I knew it would get to you. Uh, Good strategy. If I say one, your first clue is typically their age their and where they were where they were born. <laughs> Which is helpful. That's a clue. Yeah, it gives you approximately eight. But that's, so you but gotta, that's why it's one. Yeah. I, I'm going to go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have Connie name it. All right. You're going to name it, Connie. Okay. You get two clues. Here's the quote. Just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. Clue number one. Born June 25, 1961. Okay. Reading, UK. Oh, crap. Clue number UK. two. Partner, Jane Fallon. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, 
Can I? If she doesn't get it, can I, oh no! But if she doesn't get if it, she doesn't get, get point, it. You get so. the you get the noodle anyway. So it's not who I'm I not. Thought I'm it not was. Hardwick. We don't do points here. It's not who I thought it was. Uh oh, you're in a predicament. Um, Reading, United Kingdom. I had one that popped into my head right off the bat when you said UK. Pass. <laughs> I'll give you, you, don't, well, you don't get a no pass. pass. I'll give you an, an additional hint. It's 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 a blue collar neighborhood in London, England. He was born Reading. Can I can I say who I think it is, or do I have to? Yeah, wait for I have Connie no clue. Okay. I have no clue. Is it Gervais? It is Ricky Dang Gervais. It. Yes. Ah, Noodles uh, for yeah. me. Take a point. That's no. That's a that's a. I don't know how that works. Well, yeah, because I, I, I said, okay. You said, yeah, yeah, right. So, so Noodle for Dan. So yeah, noodle, noodle for Dan, right, because she couldn't name oh, it. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. Yeah. Right. But it just, you, you initially, you additionally got it right. So, yeah. very good. Yeah. So, we got You can give me four, two noodles four, if you three, want. Three, three. That's, that's the consideration <laughs> I was making. So, we got four, three, and three. Yes. All right. I'm tied and now with it starts, Dan. And now it starts with Dan yes. for the, the final who said it. Here's your quote. I would say invisibility would be sort of a fun power to have. Just to see what it's like to move through the world and not be looked at. Very mysterious quote. I'm not familiar with this quote. You have three clues. Could go minus four. Four works. There's there's more than that, but four that I've got. I'm gonna he's, say he's prolific. I'm gonna say two and throw the heat at Ryan. All right. Ooh. Okay. Oh boy. Right. But if I tell Dan to answer it, then I get two clues. But if you get it wrong, then, then you, you get then the you point. Get a noodle. And then, but and then if I get, get it wrong, no one gets a point. He I still stay in the lead. Dan would get the Dan noodle the for point. for challenging you to name it. Yeah. Oh. Fuck nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that would make us tied. Yes, it would. Can't have that. Uh, and we've we've got eight more ooh. eight more answers first coming up after this. Well, we're, so we're coming close to time here, so we gotta We are. Yep. Um we'll, we'll wrap up here with these games. I mean, name it, Dan. <laughs> so All Dan right. two clues. Dan gets two clues. Bring him. Give me the quote again. Here's the quote. I would say invisibility would be sort of a fun power to have, just to see what it's like to move through the world and not be looked at. Okay. Clue number one, born July 8, 1958, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. You don't know it from that, Ryan. I think I'd know it. (laughs) Clue two, actor, musician, philanthropist. Oh, I don't know it then. Clue number three really would have helped you guys out. Oh, really would have helped. Well, us yeah, out. the third clue is usually usually the, the giveaway. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I try to make it that way, but uh, yeah. 1958 in Philadelphia. Yep. Actor, philanthropist, musician, musician. Ooh, uh, no. Just Please. to see what it's like to move through the world and not be looked at. These people are all atheists, right? Except for Mother Teresa, yes. Okay. <laughs> so this is an a, this is an atheist. He is an atheist. There's a clue in there too. 1958. Mm-hmm. He's an atheist. Actor, musician, philanthropist. Not Actor. not well known for being an atheist, but well wow. well known for sure. Actor, musician, and philanthropist. Correct. Philadelphia, 1958. Makes him just younger than you. 
<laughs> oh, ow. fuck, man. That's a tough one. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't. I don't know. Not even a guess. I mean, if you say I don't know, Brian automatically gets the noodle. The <laughs> actor and musician. Mm-hmm. I'd focus on actor. Mm-hmm. Fifty-eight. F- fucking no clue. Honestly, I don't know. Okay. I All do right. not know. Brian gets a noodle. Anyone have a guess? My my thought of the when I thought actor musician, but he's born in the UK was uh, uh, Laurie. Uh, Hugh Laurie. It is not Hugh Laurie. No, I know it's not him because he's born yeah. in the UK, but he's yeah. an actor and musician. I mean, maybe you guys don't know him. It's Kevin Bacon. I, I was going to say that, I swear uh, to God, but I didn't think he was that I never old. think of him as I a musician. He God. looks fantastic. Oh, musician, he does have a band. I've, the Bacon he does. Brothers. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. And I was going to say that, and I, I swear. That, yeah. clue, clue number three would have been spouse Kira Sedgwick. And I would it would I won't know that been over. Yep. And over. Yep. I don't follow somebody's too closely. I thought you guys would make fun of me for <laughs> saying the third, it's about the, the bacon. Third clue wouldn't have helped really. Yeah, yeah. I do okay. love bacon. Though. What about negative one? <laughs> Footloose. Negative oh, two, yeah. JFK. Yeah. Negative three, the following. Negative four, the tremors. I do like the following. Whatever, tremors. I haven't watched this the season following at all. Is really The following is good. really good. I'm, yeah. I'm waiting for the season to come out all at once so I can watch it. I didn't it. know he was that old. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing that was he throwing me off. Yeah, Tracy well, and I mean, you just think- finished the season finale of, of the following over the weekend. Yeah. Well, when he did Footloose in what, 80? Oh, I guess so. Whatever, four? Yeah. yeah he yeah. looks the same as he did then. I mean. He's a little more weathered. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But, yeah. but for b- being born in 58, he looks fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah. my God. I can't yeah, even do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. What do we got? Five for Ryan? So five Ryan, noodles? Ryan got five a noodle. He's, he's sitting over there shaking his head like, damn it, I didn't know, but he still got the fucking noodle. <laughs> yeah. Ryan, Ryan's killing it today. I mean, I love bacon so much. I should have known that. I used to eat it like as a Son snack. It's a pound of bacon for a snack. That <laughs> is crazy. Stuff. All right. Oh, Connie's so got good. three noodles. Three. Three noodles. Dan's got three. I have three. Dan Ryan has, has three. Five. Hey, five. Hey. I okay. I just want to let you know that I have five noodles, <laughs> <laughs> which is more than his last two weeks combined. Yes. Well, yeah. All right. I well, think it's equals. <laughs> <laughs> let's finish up our rounds of uh, answers first. All right. We've got eight more questions or answers to provide, and okay. anyone who knows first to first to to say. All right. Here's your answer. The Bible mentions three angels by name. They are Gabriel, Michael, and him. Gabriel and Michael were the first two I thought of. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, There's three. Lucifer. Yes. New yes. Oh, it is yes. Lucifer, the third angel. I was trying to think of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> no, those the, were artists. The third angel was Kevin Bacon. <laughs> right. Yes. Right on. I'm sure Lucifer could go six ways to yeah, Kevin Bacon. He's a fallen angel. Yeah. Yeah, can we... Well, maybe next week we'll have a game Six Ways to Kevin Bacon from Lucifer. Sweet. <laughs> All right, so we got five for Ryan, three for Connie, four for Dan. Yeah. Dum, dum, dum. That's all right. We got, we got plenty more answers. Okay. All right, next one. The shortest verse in the Bible consists of these two words. I am. No. <gasps> in the beginning? That's three words. <laughs> but it consists in the... <laughs> it's it well then every verse in the Bible. <laughs> what am I thinking? Uh, what am I thinking? Thou shalt. No. No. It's a full sentence. It is. It is a full verse containing two words. The end. 
No. Come on, noodles for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, I like the plea the when you're already in the lead. <laughs> but Dan's catching me. <laughs> shut him down, Dan. Shut him down. There were, so the shortest verse in the Bible contains two, two words. <sighs> it's John eleven thirty five. If that helps. <laughs> oh no, googling. <laughs> no googles. No, I've already answered. I'm out. John eleven thirty five. Uh, I've answered three times so far. Okay, so what was uh, what was John talking about? I think you've stumped us. More salt. More <laughs> more salt. <laughs> the dinner was dry. Dinner. Or the last supper was dry. Them. You wanted more salt. <laughs> the question is, what is Jesus wept? <gasps> oh, that was a good one. That was a very, right. very good one. Very the first, good one. the first no noodle round wow. for answers first. <coughs> okay, here's your answer. This Arab nation has the highest percentage of Christians. Egypt. And, oh, the highest percentage of Christians. In I would say Iraq. Mm-mm, not but Iraq. They're, they're all dead. Jordan. It is not Jordan. Uh, Come on, Dan. Kuwait. No. Um, I, I'm, I'm teetering between a couple. Uh huh. I will say Saudi Arabia. It is definitely not Saudi Arabia. Yeah. It's Lebanon. Oh, yeah. really? It's Lebanon. Huh. Saudi Arabia, I think, is the highest percentage yeah, of, of Muslims. Um, okay, so two stumpers. Wow, maybe I'm making these too tough. No, I think they're great. <laughs> what do we got? Five, no, three, three? We're all learning yeah, he's things. Got, Dan's got three. Either way, oh, we're God, learning things. Four. I have four. Five, five, four, three? Okay. Yeah. Five, four, three? Yeah. Three. Five. Connie's four. three. I'm four. Ryan's five. Yeah. I'm in the bottom. Okay. Only by age. <laughs> all right. Um, these two cities were destroyed by God in Genesis. Sodom and Gomorrah. Gomorrah. I'm going to say Connie started that first. We all knew that one, though. It's Connie's at four. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, this Saudi Arabian city is the birthplace of the Prophet Muhammad. Uh, Mecca. No. Yep. I'll give you noodles for Mecca. I didn't think he was born there. I thought that's where he traveled to. No, he went to Medina. Yeah, that's why I was like, wait, wait, wait. He went to Medina, but he traveled on a goat, which is why they named it Mecca. <laughs> I'm taking my Coke Zero and I'm going home. But guess what? Huh? I job. have five noodles. That's right. Oh, we got a tie game. Tied, tied for the lead. See, now, I thought Mecca was Mecca because that's where he made the journey to. He went from Mecca to Medina. Okay, then why did they go to? Why did they? They pray to the birth. His yeah, is where he was birth, born. Yeah, but they had to make a journey. They had to start to one Mecca. place, and they had to walk to Mecca. To Mecca, yeah, where he was born. Oh, I thought they were following the pil- pilgrimage that nope. Muhammad took. Nope. nope, they go to his birthplace. All right, these are the things we learn <laughs> on a goat. I know you guys would be surprised how much research I put in every week to do this crap. (laughs) It is appreciated. (laughs) This is your answer. The biblical place name means pleasure in Hebrew. Eden. 
Yes. Needles oh, for Dan. Nicely Very good. Five, five, five. I was going to say G-spot. <laughs> <laughs> the garden spot. Oh, the honey. Spot. Oh, honey. You don't know where that is. <laughs> the Jesus spot. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, it's a pleasure. Up. I'm going to call it from that from now on. All tied up a five. <laughs> the Jesus spot. <laughs> Here's what's interesting. We have one more answer. Ooh. Holy what? fuck nuts. So, you know what? Everything we've done up For the win. means yes. nothing. Yep, it's 0-0, zero, zero, and we have one answer. Wow, that's that's right. close. Here and it's an easy one. Oh, right. my. So it'll be a race. All right. <laughs> it is believed that Jesus spoke this language. Hebrew. No. Aramaic. Uh, Aramaic, Aramaic. Yeah. the noodle. Oh! It is Reverend Aramaic. in the house. <laughs> I said Hebrew because he was a Jew. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's true. <laughs> he was. He was. Oh. Can, can you find the juice bar? There's so many things going through my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Nice. Uh, Nicely done. I am all out of games for tonight. Thank you. That was awesome. Yay. I don't feel so stupid now because I got three in a row. No. Well, on it's, that note. It's always fun. It's, yeah. It's about time to wrap up for the night. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> I am not the Reverend Matt. Uh, I am Franz Duke Franz Ferdinand. Sure. Ryan. Duffy. Yeah. I'm Reverend Connie Annist Inman. And I didn't think of any fucking sign off. I'm. <laughs> I'm the one who gets shit from my fucking Raiders coasters every week. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> a Raiders fan, and he's yeah. Never mind. Okay. Now thanks, thanks for, no, thanks for yep, tuning, this tuning is the in. Gals Revolution. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Be Thank good to each other. Thank you for coming on, Connie. Absolutely anytime. Yeah, we appreciate it. All right. Good Bye. night, everybody. Till next time. <laughs>